0: Oh, so let's Come thank you, Pastor here. Nancy. Uh, you can take that. Let's thank you so much, Pastor Nancy. Let's get right in the Word. Uh, we won't keep you here all night, but boy, I was so stirred this weekend, and it stirred something in my heart. I want to minister so badly. <laughs> see how see how far we get tonight. Of course, I have Sunday morning as well. But Father, thank you for your precious Holy Word deposits that are spiritual. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding and causing this people to inherit promises. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you for making us happy. We are supposed to be a happy people. In fact, we're supposed to be happy, 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 happy people. The happiest bunch of people Brother Hagin ever did see. So I thank you for it, Lord, for happy in the house. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Uh, let me just delve right into it. Our text is going to come from Genesis 25, verses 27 through 34. They will put that up on the screen. The title of my message tonight is The Sacred and the Profane, a Matter of Life and Death. The Secret, uh, rather, The Sacred and the Profane, a Matter of Life and Death. These are a couple, several concepts that are very, very vague in our uh, particular lifetime. So let's read in Genesis. So the boys grew, and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, but Jacob was a mild man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Now let's move on to how Esau sold his birthright. Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me uh, with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore, his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, look, I am about to die. So what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, swear to me. As of this day, and he swore to him and sold him his birth, sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. And when he ate and drank, arose and went his way. Thus, it says, read the last sentence with me. Thus, Esau despised his birthright. We'll be picking up in a similar place where Reverend Ricky was. You know, um, I'm going to define to you tonight what it looks like to devalue God or the things of God. A few more scriptures Uh, in Romans uh, chapter one. It talks about how people, though they knew God, they saw his handiwork. They did not recognize him as God. Let me go to verse 21, because when they knew and recognized him as God, they did not honor and glorify Him as God or give Him thanks. Instead, they became futile and godless in their thinking with vain imaginings, foolish reasonings, stupid speculations, <laughs> and their senseless minds were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Professing to be smart, they were made simpletons or they made simpletons of themselves. Now, I want to uh, read verse uh, 28 to you, And we are in the Amplified Version. And so, since they did not see fit to acknowledge God or approve Him or consider Him worth even knowing. Now, there are people like that today. They don't consider Him even worth the knowing. He gave them over to a base mind and a condemned mind to do things not proper or decent, but loathsome. So here you have uh, in our opening text, you saw how uh, Esau gave away something that is presumably very valuable. And we have confusion in the ranks here today in our lifetime, in our society. People are confusing what's important. They're throwing away things that are extremely valuable. And they're ignoring things that are extremely valuable. And they're holding fast to things that are absolutely worthless. So I wanna, I wanna pick it up again in Hebrews chapter 12. And I want to just laying a foundation for tonight. It says in verse 15 through 16 and on in Hebrews 12, again, in the amplified, stay with me, exercise forethought or foresight and be on the watch to look after one another to see that no one falls back from and fails to secure God's grace, his unmerited favor and spiritual blessing. In order that no root of resentment, rancor, bitterness, or hatred shoots forth and causes trouble and bitter torment, and that many become contaminated and defiled by it. Now look at, I want to focus really on verse 16, that no one may become guilty of sexual vice or become a profane... Godless and sacrilegious person as Esau did, who sold his own birthright for a single meal. How I many you know that meal cost way too much? It was way overpriced. Pastor Tom, what is sacrilege? You don't hear about that a whole lot, so let me just bring light on that. Acting or speaking very disrespectfully toward what is held to be sacred. So, what is sacred? What is holy? These are things that are, there's a little bit of a cloud over that. People immediately associate that with the church and with sacraments of the church and guys with big tall hats and incense. But we're trying to try to take the mystery out of what is sacred. We're going to try to take the mystery out of what is holy. The, we, and I'm going to refer to a, a wonderful man, uh, 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 Dr. Ravi Zacharias. But first, I'm going to find what dichotomy means because it's part of this huge one liner that he has Pastor Tom what is a dichotomy it's a contrast or division between two things that that are or are represented as being opposed to each other like if i say wet you can say dry right if i say up you say down right good then bad right a lot of people Night and day, small and great. These are, these are what you might consider dichotomies. The things that they're, they're supposed to represent the opposite of each other. But here's a very interesting thing. Now that I've set it up for you. And by the way, Dr. Ravi Zacharias is, is one of, if not the greatest Christian apologist of our day. An apologist is a person that is in the science of giving a defense of the Christian faith. We need that. And many uh, there are many skeptics who doubt the existence of God, uh, let alone belief in God or the God of the Bible or the Bible. So here it is. Here's here's what he said. Um. There is a false dichotomy. In other words, there are people that are setting up a comparison of two things that is not accurate or is false. And he says this, the difference is not between sacred and secular, but between sacred and profane. Okay, secular, you would think of secular as something not necessarily being evil, it just doesn't have God in it. Right? Whenever I say, uh, Pastor Tom, are you, uh, let's, let's think of a song that's secular. It's not necessarily evil, like, like, uh, like, a uh, lot. My girl, like Pastor Mark sings, you know, the song of My Girl. That's, that's not profane. It's secular. You, get, you get, get it? In other words, it doesn't have God in it. I mean, it doesn't mention God or anything like that. But it's not really intrinsically evil. You got that? But a lot of people have, have, have softened on the comparison of the two. When you say that something is profane, and do you think that the, the opposite of that is secular? No, it's not. It, excuse me. Uh, let's go. So go. you can almost confuse yourself. These guys, that's why they have all the PhDs. Let me go back to this. The difference or the comparison is not to be made between the secular and the sacred, but between the sacred and the profane. So let's talk about what profane is. And you know that Esau was categorized as a profane person, right? So, uh, and and I might say that I have noticed in my study that there is an epidemic of profane attitudes. And and this is what it is. Treating sacred things with irreverence and disrespect. Let me say that again treating sacred things like taking the lord's name in vain i could care i could care less or treating lightly or lightly esteeming or basically ignoring there's a lot of words that can be used to describe and i hope that it becomes clearer as we go but what we what you see is is a, 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 we're, we're surrounded with people. I won't call them secular. I'll call them a profane culture that does not ex- acknowledge the value of the covenant, the blood of Jesus, the sacrifice that was made on the cross. They are profaning the cross. They go a step beyond that. They profane the name of God. They take his name in vain. The very name that you use to exercise authority and to get victory, they use it lightly in jest to express frustration because they stub their toe. Okay, so, so I think I think we're on to something. So let's look at in the NIV version of how Esau despised his birthright. He said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew, I'm famished. And that's why he also he's also called Edom. Jacob replied, first, sell me your birthright. Look, I'm about to die, Esau said. What good is a birthright to me? Not seeing any value in it. Are you with me? But Jacob said, Swear to me first. He swore to oath to him, selling his birthright. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil and he ate and drank and then got up. So Esau despised his birthright. Let's talk about what the birthright was. How many want to know about that? So remember, he traded this. Remember the show where they used to have some a curtain, two or three curtains. Do you want this? Or do you want what's behind curtain number two? Oh, that's such a difficult decision. I'll take what's behind number two. Or sometimes they say, I'll stay with what I have. And then they say, are you sure? Sure. You say, yeah, that's the final answer. Then they open what's behind number two. It was this amazing vacation or a car or something like that. You'll follow that? But in this case, we're trying to show what he traded. People are trading very badly today because they don't understand the value in the name of Jesus. They don't understand the value in the blood of Jesus. Let's talk about the birthright. The birthright consisted of the special privileges that belonged to the firstborn, male child in a family. Prominent among those privileges was the double portion of an estate as an inheritance. Okay? So here let, let me put a, let me paint a picture for you. If a man had two sons, his estate would be divided into three parts. Are you listening? The older son would receive two parts. That means the younger son would receive one. So just monetarily speaking or from a fiscal standpoint, the birthright right from the get-go got you double. Are you following me? Yep. That's so, so he was worth double portion. So if there were three sons, the estate would be divided. If there were three sons, the estate would be divided into four portions. The oldest son would receive two The the oldest son also normally received the father's major blessing. Things that he would speak over him. Okay. So notice what it says in verse 34 in the voice. You don't have to turn there. But this is in verse 34. And this is how Esau was profane. Christian. Wake up. Don't be profane. Listen to this. The voice says, Esau treated his valuable birthright contemptuously. The living Bible. So he ate and drank and went on his way about his business indifferent to the loss of the rights he had thrown away. Esau, let's, let's go to the amplified version he ate and drank and rose up and went his way thus Esau scorned his birthright as beneath his notice can you can you imagine that how about somebody's trying to call you and they're trying to they're trying to give you a million (laughs) dollars and you say oh I'm not even going to answer the phone I don't feel like I don't feel like talking to my dad today They're throwing it away. You follow what I'm saying? It's just uh, the message. He ate and drank, got up and left, and that's how Esau shrugged off his rights of the firstborn. Wow so now now let's go to Hebrews chapter 12 everybody's thinking "Ooh, I I don't want to do that we don't want to do that right that's not you that's not me look at verse Hebrews 12 17 for you understand that later on when he this is Esau wanted to regain title to his inheritance of the blessing he was rejected disqualified and set aside for he could find no opportunity to pre to repair by repentance what he had done no chance to recall the choice he had made, bad choice, although he sought for it carefully with bitter tears. We see this all the time. People build a lifetime of a reputation. Then they do something really stupid on Facebook or really stupid on Twitter I'm not pointing any finger they do something really dumb and then it ruins their whole life and then they try to take it back oh I didn't mean it I'm really sorry I didn't mean to be offensive I see people shaking their head. it doesn't work that way I, 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 am I right or what You you reap what you sow you need to protect the anointing on your life So, let's look at this uh, more about despising. That's part of being profane. Despising. Listen to this. To look down on and to regard as negligible, worthless, distasteful. You know, when you see something valuable, like, like it used to be a time when you saw a penny on the ground and you saw a dime every, and almost everybody I know would stop and pick it up. But I know people now, they see a dime that you might even see a quarter like, eh, it's not even worth the trouble to bend down and pick it up. Yeah. Is that right? They're counting it less. I mean, I've had occasion. Hallelujah. I've had occasion to walk and say, what's that blowing in the wind? Whoa, that's a $20 bill. And I go and I pick it up. I thought that was somebody say valuable. It had value. But what about when you just let something go by? You know, peace of mind. Uh, I don't need that. A Healing, well, I don't really... You know, how about... God wants to provide not only your needs, but he wants to use you as a conduit to be a blessing in your generation. Come on oh, there's that preaching again about prosperity. I don't really need that though. I've, I've got those notes. I heard that before. Isn't that that in Blabit group? That's despising what was provided. I don't know if you're hearing this the way I'm feeling it, but so moving right away so, so what about scornful feeling or showing open dislike for someone or something regarding as undeserving of respect or concern you know you see this people people are treating themselves like this there is such scorn and such disrespect for every. I have a question is anything sacred anymore yeah, exactly. I mean the things that you most revere you know uh, you just figure it out, you know the church well, people are doing crazy things at the church. they have these crazy ideas at the church. How about well you know the principal of the school well there 's no respect there how about how about the president nothing i mean there 's a it, can I just tell you it seems like we 're turning everything into a joke it 's a proverbial Saturday night live parody, and everything is funny. They make fun of preachers, they make fun of people they make fun of of politicians they make fun of leaders like people People, don't you read in the Bible where it says, "Don't, uh, don't uh, walk, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't, don't stand in the way of sinners. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. There is a spirit in operation there. If you operate in that spirit, or if you allow yourself to be." Um, Influenced by that spirit that will dampen the anointing on your life, and that falls in the category. Can I say it of being profane? Can I say it that way you 're profaning the anointing and part, I might as well just go off the notes just a little bit when you look at the at the, the whole idea of holy. You know, it's very. I mean, holy. It's 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 a greater subject than we have to do in twenty minutes or so. But one of the one of the words closely related to holy is the word sanctification. And what we're talking about here is maybe is not rules and regulations. Don't wear lipstick. Don't wear women. Don't wear pants. And don't play uh, minor. Don't play uh, drums. That's of the devil. It's not that. Don't go to movies. You can't go see Bambi. That's not what we're talking about. When he's talking about sanct. It means separated and committed to a person. Yeah. Committed like I am sanctified to my wife. What does that mean? That means that I share a relationship with my wife that no one else has and vice versa. We have thoughts toward each other that are holy toward each other. They don't, they're, we're not sharing it with everybody else. You follow what I'm saying? God is a jealous God. He is a holy God, and among other things about holy, there is this commitment that you have to 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 sanctify yourself to Him, and He is sanctifying Himself to you, and you're counting it as special. But today we've got people uh, marrying and divorcing, kind of like another hand of cards or something. It's 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 quite sad but is there anything sacred anymore when people go down the aisle and give a covenant is that sacred anymore oh gosh I wish I had time I can't go into a lot of things but, but just mark it down everything and anything that can be questioned is being questioned in our face every day from whether you're a boy, a man, or a woman, or something in between, or, or what's up, or what's down, what's right, and what's wrong. It's like, there are certain things, in my study of sacred, the, def- the one that defined what was sacred was God. He gave the definition. When he called it that, that's what it was. He is the one. Let me go. Let me go into a little bit of, of 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 the word sacred, not to be violated, criticized, or tampered with. Don't tamper with what I created. I hear God saying, made or declared holy or worthy of respect. Have respect. You see this on my finger? It's a wedding ring. It represents a covenant. Stop trying to flirt with me. Get out of my face. Or I'm going to sick my wife on you. You see what I'm saying? Wow. hallowed, holy, you cannot be tampered with it's worthy of respect, you know, and and notice this, let me see if I could find some of of these words, inviolable I thought like, boy, that's a do you know what inviolable means? That's a real strong one I I, I maybe have it later on hallowed, revered, reverent people have no respect for anything people walk into a church service like it was a ball game it's not the same thing we're not watching people run around bases and throw pitches. When you come to church, you're coming to meet. Just a thought. It's a holy place. Holy ground. With a holy priesthood. Yes. Right? Okay, holy. This was sanctified and set apart to the use of God. Yes. It's a holy people. We are a holy priesthood. According to uh, 1 Peter two nine sanctified to god's service we're sa- we're separated from the world is that you hear what i'm saying and then we are operating by the holy spirit and we read words from the holy bible these are holy words we have people crusading take those words off the courthouse Take those words off the money. Yeah, come on. Count, discounting, despising, wanting to throw away the blessing of God, the covenant of God, the, the instruction and the leading of God. That is a surefire way to perish. Surefire way. Let's see what I can do here. We're not, not too bad at 820. We're learning the meaning of sacred. Hallelujah. Who Jesus. And you could feel it when people, when we're here worshiping God, it's like we honor Him. We have such respect for Him. The fear or the reverential fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When you step outside these doors, you are surrounded with people that disrespect everything they don't respect their mother, they don't respect their father they don't respect the police they don't respect the boss they don't respect the union leader they don't respect the usher (laughs) I just thought I'd throw that in there for Eddie they don't respect nothing they don't respect the rules of the road I got an amen on that that was one of those you got that brother, you got that right No, say that again, Pastor Nancy. There is no honor. But in the kingdom of God, we are a family that shows honor. We defer to one another. We're teachable. We know, we, we give weight and value to the things of God the anointing, the word, the instruction. You see, the instruction of God is not up for a vote on Twitter. Come on. It's almost like in this culture, this is, this is nuts. I, I've never seen anything like this. It's like somebody says, I like this. And then all, everybody that likes it say, yeah, you know, and everybody jumps on and, and I don't tweet. I don't know hashtag nothing. I don't know any of that. I'm staying as far away as possible, but it's almost like you vote on things. Hey, you don't, what God has established you don't vote on. It's sacred. In other words, it cannot be contested. You may think you're contested, but God set it up the same way He set up the rules of gravity. The law of sowing and reaping. The law of righteousness, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. All these things are laws. You can tweet, you can Twitter all you want, but these are sacred things. And you are going to be like Paul kicking against the pricks. It's just going to hurt you. It's not hurting God any. The more we run against the current of what God has established, the worse off we are. Hallelujah. You know, this is interesting. In Jude chapter 1, be careful about that that spirit of mocking and, 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 and scorn. It's not of God. Notice this, in Jude chapter 1, verse 7 through 10, it's talking about Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities of them in like manner. Uh, giving themselves over to fornication go, go, going after strange flesh and set forth for an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire and so forth but look, notice in, in verse 6 likewise also, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh despise dominion and speak evil of dignitary now I just want to just stop for a minute because I'm seeing this before my very eyes I'm showing people coming up with the craziest things that defile the flesh. There's nothing sacred, not children, not young women, not a mom with a little baby. Nothing is off the table. They're going after everything and defiling absolutely everything. And it says these these filthy dreamers defile the flesh. But notice what comes right along with it. Despise dominion. There are offices that God has established. You know, the offices isn't just in Sacramento and in Washington, D.C. These are seats of authority and power in the Spirit. Thrones and dominions are established by God. The building that you see is a physical representation. The charters of said states and counties and said countries, they are just a physical representation that embody things that are happening in the heavenlies. And when you put a good man that honors God, in play, or a woman, in places of authority, the people rejoice. Or they're supposed to rejoice. But in many instances, they don't want to rejoice. They're like, they're like the crowd that says, we want Barabbas, we want Barabbas, kill Jesus, we want Barabbas. People, don't go with the crowd. Be careful of the crowd. Just because there's a lot of people doing it or a lot of people thinking it does not mean that you're in safe ground. You've got to go back to the Word. The Word will define what God has established. You walk the way God said and you will prosper and you will live. Hallelujah you know things i i just i'm beside myself on how it seems that everything is up for debate anymore it's it's really it's it's really quite Sad, comical, it's kind of those things, but it says here that these folks, they, they despise dominion, speak evil of dignities. And it says, yet Michael, verse nine, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, did not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. In other words, As one general to another general, he spoke to him with respect, understanding the office that he stood in. Do you understand what I'm saying? even the devil stands in an office and Michael stood in an office and when he addressed him to correct him he did it in a manner of respect I have a real I cringe in my heart when people speak disrespectfully toward each other I don't care uh, what political party is it should not be it demeans the office People should do the best they can with what they know. They should bring the best they have to the table and not uh not succumb to to lowballing each other and calling each other names and making fun of each other and and being disrespectful for each, toward each other. Don't buy into that spirit of strife. It's profane. I want to show you how just how separate we are uh, just a couple of thoughts I might bounce around and here just a little bit I I was just I, I, I'm just so impressed with God and the things of God in Exodus 30 verse 25 through 29 in the Message Bible it talks about the holy anointing oil and I want you to notice this in verse 26 through 29 use it to anoint the tent of meeting the, the chest of the testimony the table and all its utensils the lap stand, all its utensils the altar incense and all this he's talking about the oil anoint it with oil anoint it with the anointing so to speak and the wash basin and its base consecrate them so they'll be soaked with holiness I mean I, that just really spoke to me and then it goes beyond that so that anyone who so much as touches them this let's put it up there Exodus 30 verse 29 in the message Bible Exodus 30 29 in the message it says here Consecrate them so that they'll be soaked, read it with me, in holiness, so that anyone who so much as touches them will become holy. Now that's some serious holiness right there. That's some serious purity. That's some serious power. You know what? I was so moved when Reverend Ricky was talking about about the fish. Remember the story about the fish and the boats that sank? I I want to show you something. You do this, you walk in real holiness, and you watch what happens. The Bible promises the uncompromisingly righteous... He's the one that he promises to them that they would be in abundance to them. Not people that are profane, hiding things on the inside. I want to show you something about Peter. Notice what it says in the Message Bible. In Luke chapter five, verse seven through 10. We saw this on Sunday, but I saw something else. And Simon said, Master, we've been fishing hard all night and haven't caught even a minnow. So if you, but if you say so, I'll let out the nets. So it was no sooner than done. A huge haul of fish straining the nets past capacity. They waved to their partners on the other boat to come and help them. They filled both boats, nearly swamping them with a catch. And notice what Peter said. Simon Peter when he saw it fell to his knees before Jesus master leave I'm a sinner and I can't handle this holiness (laughs) I've got you Jesus please leave I can't handle this holiness okay can you just humor me for just 30 seconds here on this scripture It shows you that the holiness of God is so full and loaded with everything good, so much that it takes a person walking in righteousness to be able to bear under it. It's so incredibly wealthy and over the top. He said, Jesus, okay, I can't take this. We can't take any more. I can't take this holiness. Of course, Peter learned later that Christ would become the righteous, his righteousness. And that's I just wanted to point this out to you. That is as you walk in holiness, as you allow yourself to be sanctified and holy and separated to God, not to other spirits that He will pour it on to you and you'll be able to walk in the type of fullness that we were designed to walk in. Now let me, let me, let me show the example with Jesus. This, I really love this. Uh, let's go... What was that one about Jesus? Mm-hmm-hmm. Oh man, are you getting anything out of this tonight so far? I just, I'm jazzed about that. Amen. hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, Jesus said in one of these, Satan is coming after me and he has he has nothing in me. One of the one of the uh, one of the versions said I have he has nothing in common with me. I like that. If I don't find. Oh, there it is. John 14, verse 30 in the Amplified. Turn there. We'll take a minute. It's Just a little bit after 830. We'll have you on your way home soon. You can all come down off the chandeliers. We're going to be okay. John 14, 30. Notice what it says here. I will not talk with you much more for the prince, the evil genius ruler of the world, is coming. And he has no claim on me. Notice this. He has nothing in common with me. There is nothing in me that belongs to him. Therefore, I'm just put a therefore in there. And he has no Power over me. Now, I just want to just want to encourage us as a, as a church body. It's so important for us to constantly yield to the promptings of the Holy Spirit as He takes us to another degree of glory, another degree of holiness. That we cooperate with Him so that when the evil day comes and when the evil one comes, because He's coming. That you'll be able to say, you know what? As far as I know, I have nothing in common. There's nothing in me. Nothing. Look, open book. Nothing. <laughs> Devil, you've got nothing on me. <laughs> nothing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this to you. I'm going to ruin this. You're doing nothing of the sort. I have authority in Christ Jesus. Now, you know when I would be concerned... If you have, if he has something on the inside, something there that you have stored, that's of his. Yes. Yep. And it just takes a little leaven to leaven the lump and to give the devil place. Like Pastor Mark says, give him no place. That came from the word topos, which means topography. Don't give him a corner because if you give him a corner, he'll take the whole house. Don't let him in. Somebody say, shut the door on the devil. Throw him out and keep him out. So how can we bring this to a close? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Closing scriptures on holiness. Can you see holiness is that you have separated yourself to such a degree that you're you're in covenant with God and that you will not tolerate anything or anyone be it animal, mineral, vegetable <laughs> or electronic <laughs> I'm trying to think of something you will not allow it to get between you and God yes. that you're separated to him yes. just just watching over that connection just refusing not giving an inch on that closing words on revelation about holiness Hallelujah. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness to walk into his marvelous light. Dare I say his holy light? Sure I can. So we'll close it out one one more time with Hebrews 12 in the King James Version. Last scripture. Make straight paths for your feet lest that which is lame be turned out of the way let it rather be healed follow after peace with all men stay out of strife two things two instructions stay out of strife and follow after holiness without which no man shall see God looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled lest there be any fornicator, profane person as Esau, who for a morsel of meat, sold, traded, gave away, threw away his birthright. Are you going to throw away your birthright? I sure hope not. It's your covenant, hallelujah. For you know afterwards, of course, he couldn't get it back. Well, we're living under, a. as long as you're still breathing, you can walk in God's best. Can you say amen? amen? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your precious holy word. Lord, cleanse us from absolutely every manner of profanity, where we have disrespected in any way, shape, or form, where we become really familiar with you or with your word or with the brethren, Lord, forgive us or with, Father, even those in authority over us or people that we should respect. And, Lord, you know those places. We ask you, Father, to forgive us in the name of Jesus. And we arise right now with a spirit of humility and yet understanding that you're raising us up to be a people of authority, understanding authority and also operating in authority. We thank you for the precious salvation that you have given us in jesus name we worship you honor you we honor the blood we honor the name of jesus we honor the holy spirit we honor the name of the lord in our lives right now in jesus mighty name amen and amen